Hola, Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hello, and welcome back to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. I'm Dee, I'm your host, and this episode, season two, episode seven of the podcast, I'm going to be doing a short recap of 2020, personally, financially, and also on the rich immigrant, and also just looking ahead to 2021 and 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 my hopes and and dreams for for myself, my fam, for my finances, for you, and for the platform. So let's get into it. I mean, I know that this is probably the last possible week that I could do this recap without being super duper late, because otherwise we would be in February. So, um, 2020 personally, I would say that like, like many of you, I, I was very reflective at the end of 2019 and I kicked off the decade with, with great excitement and, and hope for the future. Um, I also started with some pretty, pretty big aspirations and some prayers for what I wanted the end of this decade to look like. So for the end of 20, 2020 to 2029, you know, as we're getting into 2030, I, I started the decade with being intentional about what I wanted the end of my decade to look like and to be clear on how I was going to work towards, you know, the, the place that I wanted to be. I think back to the prior decade, so 2010, and at that stage in my life, I had just started my career and I had no such preparedness as much as I did for this one that just started in 2020. And so I'm not sure if it's just growing up um, or if it's just the times that we live in now or the person that I'm becoming. But but maybe it is a combination of all of those three things. But I, I really appreciate and I like the fact that I was quite intentional about getting into 2020. And it's it's how I want to live my life going forward, regardless of what the year throws at me. And so um, the year did not unfold as planned. Um, there were many losses around me, um, loss of life, loss of jobs, um, um, loss of health. And it, it, it's, been, it's been a lot. It was a lot. Um, and I have a feeling that some of you may have gone through the same things and it may have even hit your loved ones or hit you personally, directly. And I am so sorry for your loss in whatever form that took. It could be loss of life, loss of health, loss of relationship, loss of jobs. It, I think the losses took so many different forms um, in 2020. And the funny thing is, financially, at the beginning of 2020, I told two people in my life that I wanted this to be the most generous year of my life so far and generous decade of my life so far. Um, and, and the thing is, at the time that I said that, I felt that drop on my mind to, to be purposeful about being generous. Um, I had no idea what the year was going to bring. And, and it just shows that there is so much power 
in the tongue. And, um, and sometimes we say things or we pray for things and we don't even know the depths of what we're speaking into existence. Um, but I hope that when those things do come, I hope that we continue to have the courage to step into them. But even if we don't have the courage, I hope we, we at least take one step after the other towards those things that we prayed for or, or aspired to. And so I would say, boy, the 2020 show me many different ways to be generous, um, not just generous with my, my, my resources or money, but to be generous with other things, with other resources and to, with my time and to be try and be resourceful and just rethink how I show up in the world. And so I, I found ways to be, to be generous that I had never anticipated at the beginning of the year. And I think that's one of the things about this past year or a year like we've just had is that it brings out parts of you that you did not know existed. And I wonder if you've, you experienced something like that over the past year or if, the, or if you are experiencing that right now, a sort of a transformational season or a season that, a season of becoming and so, of course, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that one of the ways um, in which I showed up differently and I, I, I looked to, to, to be generous with my time and with my resources is through the creation of this platform. Um, it was a way for me to be generous with my knowledge, be generous with my, be vulnerable with my personal financial journey and journey as an immigrant um, to build community and to build a space where first and second generation immigrants can feel seen, but can also be and show up without shame, especially from a financial and assimilation standpoint. And the funny thing is, at the time when I set my goals and dreams for 2020, this platform was nowhere on the horizon. I had toyed with the idea of a podcast, but I would always almost kind of always just blow it off right away. And if anything, it was going to be a travel or a lifestyle podcast. And I actually talked about my friend and I talked about doing a podcast together. And then we thought, ah, maybe it's not going to work. And so we kind of just shelved the idea. And so I know that if we did not have the pandemic of 2020, while I don't think that the pandemic is a good thing, it's, it's not at all. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying that God gives our leaders the, the, the wisdom to, to handle this um, and so that, you know, it can end and we can move on to whatever form of life life takes. I do want to say that this platform, while I believe it has always been a need in our community, it would absolutely not exist without the pandemic of 2020. And so another way that 2020 moved me into thinking about how I show up is as it relates to social justice. Um, for those of you, in case you don't know, I live and work in the U.S. and I live in the city of Minneapolis. And so George Floyd was killed literally five miles from where I'm sitting right now. And while I've always, as a black woman living in America, I've always been aware of the injustices and the nature of the playing field, how unlevel the playing field is for people of color, but especially for black people. You know, this year drove me to rethink how I, I mean, I've, I've always been intentional about supporting the black community, supporting immigrant community, supporting um, businesses of color. Um, but I think that, um, you know, it, it's always also driven kind of how I volunteer because I want to do my part to, to, to open doors for others or to show people that, you know, these doors exist and you can walk into them. 
Um, and, and that has always driven how I volunteer, where I volunteer, the, the, the nonprofit I sit on the board. That's always been at the heart of what I do. However, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd um, triggered something different. I think using my voice, using every seat at every table that I have, being more vocal about these things on my social media platform um, without shrinking back in fear of, oh, who's going to see this? Is my boss going to see this? And and all of that. Um, You know, bringing my own experiences to the fore. I think I, I actually talked about race at work in the past year more than I ever have in the past decade. And it's, it, I, I, I still don't even know why I always separated those things because you never want to be that person that's always, you know, throwing the race card and all of that. And so you overcompensate by not bringing certain parts of yourself to work or even voicing certain concerns. And so for me, one of the biggest sits that I have is at the table of a predominantly white global firm. And I thought about, and of course, I did not want to be, I don't want to be a poster child, but I do have a seat and I asked myself, well, how do I want to use it? And this is not saying that, you know, you need to be a spokesperson or something. That was what worked for me. And I do know that I do, I do have the ability to convey my thoughts in a way that might resonate with a lot of people. And so I used my voice to speak truth to power, to speak to my experiences as a black woman. And while not while acknowledging the fact that even my experiences as a black immigrant woman uh, are far different from um, uh, the descendants of slaves in America who have had lifetime and generations of injustices. And so for me, I chose to use those platforms to speak truth to power. And I will say it has been the most impactful year of my career in that regard. And I am beyond humbled and grateful to God that in stepping up and using my voice, perhaps we're creating. I think, of course, it takes a lot of (laughs) vulnerability to do that. I've probably cried a few times on calls with a few different people and bosses and all that stuff at work. But I think for me, um, I mean, it was 100%. It was worth it. And I think those conversations are heavy. They take an emotional toil. And so on one hand, you wonder... The people listening, do they even care? Because this is taking so much of me to show up in this way. It's it's almost kind of like I'm coming naked in a space where I'm not sure that I will be covered by the people around me. Um, But I think that it was worth it. And I think that I can say that I have used whatever seat I've had at any table. And and that, to me, um, is important. And, And again, when you're thinking about generosity of how you show up, to me, that was a way that I was being generous with my time, with my journey, with my experience, to speak truth to power and to hopefully spark a fire that drives change. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering how you can show up, I would say think about what burdens you. Think about, and not everybody has a fire for everything, um, but on the topic of social justice and racism and anti-racism, I'll say what I said to a few people that I had personal conversations with, is that when it comes to this work, I think it's we, it, the time to, to be ignorant or to be unaware or to be oblivious and to, and to just not you know, step in, that time's passed. There's no excuse. Um, there's information available. You know to do better. And so if you aren't doing something that's maybe making you a bit uncomfortable, then if you say you truly care about this, then you're not doing enough. I think you can 
or you can say that you, you don't care or it's not a priority to you and that's fine. I'm not going to condone it. You can be my friend and have that stance. Um, but um, if it matters to you um, that every person um, is, treated with, is, is, is treated with respect and has access to the same opportunities, if it matters to you, I hope that you'll get uncomfortable and that you'll do that. Not for Black History Month, not when, not when another black person is killed, not when, um, you know, not when, you know, there's another big brigade, but I hope that you make it a part of your life because that is what it will take. And of course, we got to talk about the money, right? So financially and otherwise, even though 2020 was a year that, that took a lot and demanded so much of us, it was a year that I was the most generous with my resources. I was the most in intentional with my time and, and with where I, what, what causes I channeled you know, my contributions, my donations to, and, and what people I supported when I could. Um, it was a year where I got no raise at work because it's a pandemic. Um, but it's a year where I did give the most that I've ever given um, um, so far in my life. And, um, and um, from an investment standpoint, you know, like many that continue to invest in the stock market, you know, if you listen to last week's episode where I talked about one of my mistakes, you know, during the, 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 the real estate crisis, a difference this time is that I continued to invest in the stock market through my investment accounts, through my, um, primarily through my retirement account. And so I continue to invest in those steadily over the course of the year, even when the market dipped and I lost like 25% in like a matter of days. I continue to do that. And um, the return on my portfolio for 2020 is the largest that I've ever seen in a single year. And I share this to say that I, I didn't do anything crazy. I am not an expert. I've told you guys many times I'm a lazy investor. And I just want to show, I mean, the stock market has, has had a wild time. And I don't know what's coming ahead. But I stayed the course. I didn't do anything crazy. The only thing I did was that maybe I put like $2,000 in, in my brokerage account when the market dipped. Um, but aside from that, the rest was just my steady, automated contributions to my retirement accounts, and I had the largest returns um, ever. And so, um, yeah, I was in the game. I stayed in the game, and I, 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 I won. I guess if you if you look at it that way. And so I share this to say, even in a year where I got no raise, even in a year where I gave more financially, um, I. I also gained more financially. And so I, I you know, I 100% I believe that, you know, that if, if you do your part, um, God will do his part. And that's, the, I mean, I'm a Christian and that, 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 that guides how I, how I see life and see my resources. And as I go further along on my financial journey, it's becoming even more clear to me how investing sets us apart from a financial standpoint. I've had a decade to see the power of compounding in my portfolio that I started, you know, with $50 a month when I first started working, you know, and so I'm excited to continue to use this platform to educate people on how important it is to start when you can with what you have and then grow over time. My mandate is to plant seeds through this platform, through this podcast, through the Instagram, through the website, to position you, your loved ones, your friends to be even in a better, in better position than I have be because this knowledge is now 
available. And so one last thing that happened to me financially in 2020 was that I had been saving for a down payment for a few years on and off. And I, I focused on that saving last year and I hit my down payment savings goal. I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, home prices don't continue to go up and then my down payment requirement will increase. But that was a pretty big financial milestone that I hit last September. And so looking at 2020 for the Rich Immigrant platform, like I said, the platform was created in 2020. Um, it is a pandemic baby. And um, I'm so proud of it. And I'm so honored to be the vessel behind this. Um, I truly 100% believe in the impact that it can have. And for me, you know, if one person decides to make better choices or to, or to live fully or think about how they show up because of something they heard on this podcast, then I am beyond excited. And I think when we think about impact, you know, the numbers are great. So please keep listening. However, it's, it's, it's the potential to change lives and to change the course of our lives for generations to come. I know that based on my financial knowledge and based on how I'm becoming, I know that I will show up differently for my nieces and for my future kids. And that to me is pretty powerful. And so we started off slow, but we started and we are building, and I'm so excited about that. We have over 20 podcast episodes, I think. Um, we created a blog, set it on Instagram. <laughs> um, as for someone that usually overthinks things, you know, I have a travel blog that I thought about starting for five, year, five years before I ever started. However, with this podcast and, and platform, it was three months from idea to creation, and I've never done anything like this this fast, and I, and I truly believe that it's, it's, it's because I was meant to be doing this at such a time as this. I'm fully 100% in alignment when it, comes to, when it comes to this. And so I think one thing I wanted to highlight is that sometimes you're starting, you're working, you're building on something, but you have no idea. And it may feel like it's not going as well because I've told you I've had a travel blog for four years. And from a blog view standpoint, it hasn't done as well as I would have hoped it would have done. But I love to travel. It's my, it's my passion. And I, and I plan to continue to keep at my, my travel blog because I, I love it. I truly do. But, you know, there were moments of disappointment because my website was not getting the views that it was getting. Like, I mean, on Instagram, I had more followers than I have on the blog. And so I was like, I love the blog way more than Instagram, honestly, um, because it's really where I do truly do pour my heart out and share travel tips. But it just wasn't getting as much traction. But I think what I didn't realize was that everything I was learning from those four years was preparing me for this time to start this platform. And so it just, it just shows me that those stumbling blocks are preparing you for your next level. They're preparing you for what you're becoming. And I hope that you, 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 know, you take the lessons from a previous season and you apply them to whatever new season you find yourself. And so right now I'm better at asking for help. I'm better at getting professional help when I need it. I'm better at ask, accepting help from my family and friends and, and putting myself out there on this platform more than I ever did before because I'm one that, you know, sometimes would suffer from imposter syndrome. I would kind of shrink back or just would kind of don't really like the spotlight, but I, I think I'm, I'm driven by, by the fact that I'm aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing with this, and so that's, that's pushing me. But I'm also talking myself out of my way. I'd say the hardest lessons from my, my travel blog are becoming 
my biggest springboard and propellers into this season. And I hope that, you know, you, that resonates with you in some way. And so looking ahead to 2021 for the rich immigrant and for myself personally, you know, I hope to continue to, to work towards that goal of this being my most generous decade, whatever that looks like, whatever form that shape that takes, you know, even if it's not a financial thing, maybe it's, it's an impact thing, right? And so as God gives capacity, I hope to continue to be generous with, with all of the resources that he has gifted me and deposited in me. I hope to diversify my income stream this year. Um, of course, I invest and I, you know, I get benefits through that. But looking at other ways to diversify my income stream is on my list this year. I also want to continue to focus on building my brokerage account and my investment there now that I'm no longer saving cash for my down payment. And then I also want to, I'm committed to continuing to build and serve on this platform. And so as I wrap up this episode, um, I want to talk about just what my hopes are for you in 2021. Um, so at the end of 2019, at the beginning of 2020, I kind of did a brief recap of the past decade on my Insta stories. And I go, and I'm so glad I saved because I go back and, oh my gosh, again, looking at the power in what you say, not realizing it in the moment, right? I want to read a few things that I said from there. You know, I said that the decade has taught me to be financially responsible, even though I had moments of not being so responsible. The decade has taught me that no two people have the same race, starting point or ending point. I have learned that people and relationships matter. Words can hurt. Words can heal. Action, though, the follow through is always in the action. This, this decade has taught me that friends will support you in the way that they can. It may not be what you need, but it might be what they can offer, and that is okay. This decade has taught me that life will come at you fast. You have to stay grounded in who you are, or people will tell you who they think you are. You have to look inwards first and then listen for voices that you trust. And of course, if you're aligned that way, pray about things that you do before you move. This decade has taught me to look up and look around and to enjoy life. It has taught me that life and people will move on even before you've had a chance to catch your breath. This decade has taught me that despite the craziness, there's so much good in the world and I've borne witness to good people and I'm challenged to be better. This decade has taught me that life is not fair I knew it, but I felt it differently. It has taught me some of my patterns, the good and the bad, and I'm paying attention. It has taught me that we always have choices and there are repercussions to those choices. Sometimes your options are actually not great, but their choices all the same. And I personally feel best when I make the best choice with the information I have at the time. There is a difference in letting fear or others make decisions for you. And so I will say that I cannot tell that this will be the best year of your life, but I certainly hope that it is. But whatever this year brings, I hope that you continue to lean into what you are becoming. I hope that you step into all of that. I hope that you focus on being better each day than you were the previous day. And that you be light in the world, even when you can't see or find the light. 
Of course, I hope you make better financial choices and you build and grow wealth for you and your loved ones. And so as I go into the year, I will make plans. I will make my best plans. I'll continue to do that because at some point in 2020, I thought, why try? Well, then I say, why give up, right? And so I'll go ahead and continue to make plans for 2021. And of course, if something else is demanded of me, I'll respond to that. And I hope that you do the same. And so thank you for being here. I'm so thankful for the gift of your time and attention. It is the most precious gift. But I hope that you always take something away from these episodes and know that I'm doing it. Every episode is done with you in mind. I really do feel like if I'm talking to one person, how would that conversation be? And that's what I bring to the table every week. So thank you for being here and Happy New Year. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what, popping. And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as we go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, odavo. See you next time.